0: Hi everyone, I'm Nicole Rideout-Hartwick. I'm really excited today to be here with our VP of Relocation Referrals, my sister, Amy Rideout. Um, Both of us have in-depth experience with referrals and what really with the network, the Sotheby's network, um, and beyond the network that we have as a company. And we wanted to talk today about different ways that you could plug into the conference season that's upon us, and then the spring conference season. Um, Just to lay out the concept behind what we wanted to talk about today, we have looked at everyone kind of has different ways that they sort of get stressed out around conferences, I would say. Um, So Amy and I are here to talk through what you might find to be a good tool for yourself to get through that conference season, what strategies you might use to go to a conference and also just how to like clear the overwhelm um, on the whole concept. I know that we were all sort of home for two years and now this getting back out there is seeming more overwhelming than it was even before. Um, So we wanted to talk through some of those strategies. So can you introduce yourself? Amy, thanks for being here with us.
1: Thank you. So yes, as Nicole said, I'm Amy Rideout. I'm the vice president of relocation and referrals for the company.
0: Awesome. So I mentioned you are my sister, and I think what's really interesting about this and what I've always thought is I handled all of the referrals obviously for say five years before you took it over and then really grew it and you've been handling it for like the last five or so years, so we're both sort of even in our um, experience. And a a big part of the referrals is making sure people are plugging into the network or plugging into just like, just in general, like getting out there, putting themselves out there. And a lot of that's networking. Obviously we had to get creative with the networking and a lot of things became digital um, with, COVID and all that and some people got really comfortable at home in their pajamas and there's ways that they can take advantage of that too which I think is really your specialty you really plugged in while we were at home and I'd love to hear more about that from you because some people are going to want to lean into that and it is an opportunity it has opened up for us but other people are going to want to get back out there Um, and I think for the last couple years before covid what we would always try to coach people that were a little bit say more introverted or people that i'd say the three big things that i would say are more introverted a little bit shy or overwhelmed by the concept of these huge groups so we definitely have tools for them people that are just so busy, right? Uh, Agents are so busy, their schedules are so unpredictable and oftentimes the fall and spring are the busiest times for us and that's when all the conferences are. So finding solutions for them. And then me personally, maybe it's front of mind for me, but I'm realizing now is this was my first 12 months of being a mom and like trying to get to conferences and travel as a parent on top of having a crazy schedule. These are all big obstacles for people, but we've done a lot to help people and you've sat with people one-on-one to try to talk them through like what works for you, what are your obstacles, and how do we not give you just one solution? Just go, just go. You don't have to just go. We can tell you about conferences that are better for you or different ways or strategies for you to come at it. Um, so I guess that was that's just like the problems that we're looking to solve today. Like let's help people figure that piece out. So if you can tell us more about your role and some of those conversations that you have with people and just sort of dive in now, maybe use some examples.
1: Yeah, for sure. So. I'm like backing it out to make sure that I hit your point. So to start with like the virtual piece too, for those people that got comfortable in the at-home space, I feel like we did, we leaned in a ton to Zoom during the time that we had no other options. And what we found was for our network, Zoom is actually a really cool supplement to these events. And if you, so if you aren't super comfortable or you can't find time to necessarily go to these conferences or you're just, you are just, you prefer to be at home on on the Zoom platform or on the phone or something like that, we still are going to provide those options. And what one of the things that we did a lot more during our at home portion of life was uh, Zoom networking with our team and Zoom networking with the brand. And I think that was a cool way to do, almost like we did these speed dating sessions where our team would come because we cover all of Massachusetts, so you're not necessarily connecting with people in all each of our separate offices on a regular basis. So it was kind of a nice way for us to leverage that and it's a more efficient way to talk with one another. So we go into these breakout rooms, chat for a few minutes, you get a chance to get to know someone. But I think then the piece that is most important is when you make a connection with someone in that group, remember who they are and follow up with them afterwards. Make sure you're staying connected. Don't use that one, two to three
0: minute conversation as your jumping point for that, oh, now I know this person permanently. I think that's a good point to just double down on like the follow-ups are everything um i think whether we're talking about it's funny social media is networking right social networking um that's kind of what virtual networking is but obviously a little bit more personalized and then even the conferences i think everything's in the follow-up i always like to say like each connection i mean we always try to emphasize relationships but each connection is a heartbeat to your business like you don't want to go and get on and be like, oh, I talked to 100 people on speed networking at the, you know, the virtual g that they did. They did the speed networking. Some right. people loved it and did really well. I personally was like so overwhelmed by it and didn't like it. So like, that's the perfect example. I think you really liked it. Like different things are going to work for different people. If it's not working for you, don't force it. But it's all about getting those relationships following up like like it is on like whether it's social media or through email marketing or just calling and leaving that person a voicemail connecting with them somehow and i think that's kind of can lead us into now we're so virtual conferences or virtual networking it is a good tool if you need it if you use it the right way and the it, one follow-up piece to what you said too is i think it's like you don't have to be
1: everything for everyone say you did jump into that virtual networking and you found like this isn't my thing, but I had one conversation that I felt like I actually had a genuine connection with that person, take that person and move forward. You don't, just because you met six people, if you didn't jive with them, doesn't matter. Like they don't have to be someone you bring forward, but take that one person you actually felt like you had a connection with, follow them on social media, add them to your drip campaign for agent contacts and stay in touch with them. But don't feel like you have to like everybody that you meet or you have to work with everyone you meet. The kind of the point of that is to weed out who has the same similar style to you, people that you actually want to have continued business with.
0: Right, which is so important in real estate, obviously, because obviously it's important to connect with people in any business when you're sort of selling a service or a product, but oftentimes if you're selling a product, the person just has to like the product. When you're selling a service, which is what we're doing, they have to want your type of service and you don't need to make everybody like you, right? So if you meet agents that seem like you, those are the ones you wanna meet with and talk to because those are likely the people that you're gonna most successfully refer business back and forth with. You might meet someone that seems really fun and nice, but like maybe like a little bit too much for you, right? Or a little bit too something that's just not like you, you know, you probably wouldn't hang out on a regular basis or maybe your clients wouldn't hang out with them. I don't know. Um, So it's just more to the fact of you don't have to meet every single person and feel like you made a solid connection. And that's one of the big takeaways, I think, to try to offset that overwhelm is like, anything you're going into, whether it's virtual or in-person, but I think we need to steer more toward the in-person at this point, is I think a big takeaway that we want to have everybody right now is just be yourself. Um, I had a good example from, um, I know Steve McKenna went to the Texas networking event. He was saying he was like riding on the escalator and he happened to have been in shoe sales in a different life and he commented on like a couple of the women's shoes that were nice shoes. and then told him he was in shoe sales, and like all it was was an escalator ride but that was his way of connecting he ended up doing a referral with one of them very quickly after and it's just those little things i don't think that he went in planning this is what i'm going to talk about i'm going to talk about shoes what he was is he just like oh this is a little bit about me that might be a point of connection so can you kind of Get a little deeper into like how to offset that overwhelm and just sort of like it sounds silly but like get really clear on like who you are feeling like yourself and just going in and saying if i meet two people that really like me for me that's great
1: yeah i think that's the key thing with in-person events really is in your what like you were saying before in terms of we know they're during busy season and there or there's a lot of things in your personal life that are hard to coordinate but when you plan for something you you make it a priority so set Say, okay, I know that G&E is coming up in April on these three days. I am putting that in my calendar and I'm going to plan my life around that. So setting up that piece of the scheduling portion, I think the plan- that planning is key. And then looking into, okay, how am I approaching this? Don't go, don't show up to an event and think that you need to necessarily run around the room and look to shake people's hands or have that one-off conversation in the escalator. Those are great, but what you can do in advance is figure out how you can tap into some key feeder markets so one thing that we have as a company of course is our relocation department so we're here if you sign up for a networking event reach out to me or reach out to megan guillermo or both of us and say i've signed up for the global networking event what can i do and that's when we'll help you out with making those proactive connections say you want to meet three people let's find three feeder markets make an introduction and i actually like if you set up a Zoom ahead of time now, or, or even a phone call, you don't have to be on a video all the time, but if you set up a phone call ahead of time, you actually get through that initial like, okay, let's talk about our markets and make sure that, that we handle the real estate portion. Cause, and then when you meet them in person, you set up a coffee or a lunch, you're going to sit down and have that more genuine, like talk about the human connection, talk about personal items because you've already done that initial, you've kind of got over the initial awkward hurdle of, okay, here, I work in the Boston market and you work in the Austin market. Let's talk about what you're seeing right now for trends, but you've gotten past that point. So I think that's kind of a nice way to also offset that piece of it and make sure you're getting more personal is having an initial, just a quick, um, one-on-one conversation type, like get to know you and then say, okay, now we're going to this event. Don't just show up and think, I should go to all these sessions and whatever um, networking events they're planning. Think about, okay, how can I plan my time? What sessions seem valuable to me once the schedule comes out and which ones maybe I can do a coffee in the morning before they start. Maybe I do a lunch instead of going to the general session, I plan a lunch with somebody that I've talked to. So thinking about just how to strategize and I think another layer that we have as a company, again, because we're larger, we, so we're always as a, as a company, we always know who's going to what events we get. We can get the list from corporate for who signed up for G and We can get the list from our host affiliates who signed up for the Texas networking event. And what we can do then is look to see who from Gibson as a unit is going and know that we have that a bonus layer. I feel like of support. So you can always feel like if you don't necessarily want to walk into something by yourself, reach out and let me know like I would love to have an agent connection ahead of time that's kind of like my buddy to approach this event with like there's a lot of different strategies you can have and I think us being a bigger company that tends to have a larger group that's going to things we can really dive into something as a unit.
0: Right right and I do think that going with we're obviously a family business we some of us are family and some of us are just really good friends and I think going to conferences with family or really good friends that you work with, it just changes your dynamic walking in. I don't think it's a bad thing to bring somebody that you like with you. There's no reason not to. There's plenty of business for everybody. um, But I think that that immediately makes you at ease, more yourself, easier to connect with because you sort of have that comfortable rapport, especially if you're someone that's a little nervous. So that's a good way, one good way to do it. Um, And then just doubling down on the being yourself thing. I was thinking about the kids piece. And that might just be friend of mine for me, but what's funny is I've been to two conferences in the last 12 months since I had the baby, and I, um, I found myself at the first one like sort of just trying to like dive back in the way that I used to be, and I think it's whether it's kids or how busy you are or whatever might have be in your head that feels like oh my gosh I can't believe I'm here like this is there's your point of connection, right? So like for me, like I had that in my head and the second conference I went to, I ended up talking to a woman that had five children that are grown. One of her daughters is my age and has she has a grandkids my age. And I just ended up asking her about like, oh my God, how do you get through this? Like, And that was a good example that I thought of coming into today is you don't have to dive into a heart-to-heart with everybody, but like you're allowed to just talk about what you're thinking about, right? I looked around the room and realized probably 80% of the people in the room had left their kids for the first time to try to go on a conference. So it's like, it's a point of connection, right? And you might meet someone who that's not the case and that's not your point of connection, that's okay too. Um, So if you're super busy or that's okay, like if you go and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I went and I spent the whole time on the phone. Well, people understand that, right? They're busy and busy is good. We all know when you go away as a real estate agent, you always have a million people reach out. So just doubling down on and being true to just this is the situation I'm in. I think that that's a good a good way to just kind of be yourself like think about the situation you're in and don't be shy about it. People look for authenticity, especially in events like that. Um, so with that, I'd like to dive a little deeper and just specifically for like introverts and I think it's interesting you and I are kind of similar but not. I would say I'm more like recharge alone. I think people that know me well think that I'm very extroverted. I am very comfortable in a group. I don't mind speaking. I don't mind being in the group, but the group drains me like big time when I, I just get to a point when I'm at a conference that I have to go up to the room and just like sit for a second or like outside or like talk on the phone, something um, because I just need to be by myself, whereas like I feel like you and you can explain how you are in other ways that I think you get more energy from people. And it's funny, we have two different styles that way.
1: Yeah, and it also is hilarious because I do feel like growing up, it was like I was, I'm like the quiet introverted one and you're definitely the like super, uh, super extroverted. Like you're saying people would assume you're that outgoing type that you want to be in front of the room full of people. You want to lead, you want to interact. But it is, I think it's all about thinking about knowing yourself and knowing how you recharge and can like prepare for the event. Like I would definitely say for sure, I'm still like introverted and a little more quiet, but when I have, I almost view conferences as a sport and it's like, I know I have to, I'm going into that. I've got my game face on and like, I'm ready. And I think leading up to it, I definitely, like it's like I was talking about the plans before I personally strategize. I lean into our team that goes to the event for sure to make sure like we have that, buddy system and you have some things set up and also i'm super comfortable with the other relocation directors so if i know someone's going like alex Romine from premiere i lean into her to maybe uh, to dive into different lunches and coffees with agents we want to meet but bringing her along because we cover two different markets but we serve the same purpose and it's kind of a strong collaboration so just thinking about how you make yourself like more comfortable going into it and then for sure like I do feel like it. I can dive into a room full of people and kind of talk to everybody and feel like I'm getting more energy by being there. But then when I get home, as you would know, I always have the day where I'm reorganizing. When I get home, I'm unpacking. And it's just about like, when I get back, I know I need probably 24 to 48 hours by myself when I get back to then feel like I can dive back into my job the next week. So I almost think it's like compartmentalizing sometimes. If you don't feel like you are super extroverted and wanna always be around people you've got to think about one strategizing going into it recharging before and then recharging after just kind of like knowing your own limits and then if it's someone that's more similar to like you're saying you during the event you kind of need to take a pause just work that into your day i think that's where sometimes i think looking at events anyone that's even whether you're extroverted or introverted someone might look at an event and say wow there's a lot happening how am i supposed to get to all of that you're not (laughs) and i think that's what being comfortable knowing we're go, go into this and do what's going to work well for you. What can you what's the best way to approach this event, this, this networking piece where you're going to come out with a return on your investment. And even if it's a let's say like we a couple of weeks ago, we had our regional events and it's something as small as that. Just one night of cocktails with a group of people that you're working with locally thinking about when you're going into that, some people might even feel like that's daunting just to walk into a room and be like, okay, now who do I talk to? But go into it and think, okay, who's, maybe it's someone like in your own market that you feel like you know is going and you haven't recently chatted with, go talk to them and just reconnect. And then somebody else is probably gonna come over. But like, just make sure when you put yourself in that situation, you're thinking about a strategy that makes you the most comfortable and then just take it like step by step, I feel like.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like you'd be a good person to sit with and obviously that's part of what you and Megan do is you'll sit with people, you'll make a strategy. I personally like to shoot from the hip. I don't like to overthink it. I go, I see who I connect with. But I think all of that, no matter whether you shoot from the hip or you have that strategy or whatever it might be, it's all about the follow up. And that's one Mm -hmm. thing I really want to drive home. Um, I always kind of bring it back to social, but like on social, like people want interaction, right? They want followers. They want likes, they want all this stuff. And like, you'll go and someone will post a picture. And I mean, I've been guilty, but from say a conference and they want that interaction, people comment and they don't answer them. Right. There's that, that's like if someone comes up to you in the room and they say something (laughs) and you just stare, like that's part of your, networking like you have to respond to people like they're looking to connect with you and we forget that piece like oh i use the hashtag and i put my picture up and people are like love seeing you and it's like nothing and we have to think about that next layer right so the follow-up and so instead of stressing yourself out over meeting 100 people meet three and when two of them reply to you or follow up with you on social Continue to stay in touch with them. Make sure you're liking their stuff. Make sure it sounds so silly, but it takes two seconds. And it's one way to just keep front of mind for these people. And that's why we go. Um, so really just quick. So I am listening to this and I'm like, that's all well and good, Amy and Nicole. I have a baby. I am way too busy. I have whatever it is. I'm not going. I'm extremely uncomfortable in big groups. I will not go. <laughs> what are the other options for people? Because I know we have them. So, so I'm sitting with you and I'm telling you absolutely not absolutely not i'm not doing i'm not doing conferences so what am i going to do
1: i think that's where it's thinking about again just those like proactive intros like you're saying with megan and i will sit down with somebody one-on-one and we what we really work through if we were to sit down with you we're going to say okay where where'd you grow up where'd you go to school where what, what how'd you get into real estate what inspired you to choose this path try to like pick apart you as a person to get to know some pieces because we've worked with so many people, we've met so many people, we wanna make a similar connection for you and getting to know, okay, obviously we know where you work and what markets feed your market. So let us make two to three introductions for you, set up a phone call with that person or set up a Zoom call with that person and just chat with them, talk about the market. And then from there, that's where with the follow-up piece, whether it's meeting someone at an event or meeting them by making a proactive connection or placing an outgoing referral, you've gotta take it from there. You can't say like, okay, I placed a referral with this person, they did a great job, they closed it, and then I never spoke to them again. You can't say like, oh, I had a, Amy made three proactive intros, I had an initial call, and then I never reached out to them again. You've gotta continue from there. So how do you nurture your clients? That's how you should be nurturing agent connections. So despite whether you're making them at an event or through an intro from me, or any, any way that we can help you to kind of facilitate those connections in the network, you've gotta then work it from there. So like you're saying with the social piece, I actually view social media as a su- a like a great supplement as like a research tool almost. That's a way you're staying in tune with what's going on in someone's life. If let's say you make those three connections, you follow them on social media, you add them. Maybe there's don't, I, I would say don't add them to your, your drip campaigns. Agents don't wanna see other agents drip campaigns for like when you're open houses necessarily, but think about, okay, it should be a separate bucket. On a monthly basis, I touch these agents with uh, like, hey, how's it going? Think about a more personal note. Maybe it's a handwritten note, maybe it's an email, but also pay attention to them on social media if they're active. And if there's a milestone, did they have a grandchild? Did they have a birthday? Think about things like that. Mm-hmm. And they see that you're not just just liking something or just com- commenting and kind of moving on. You're really using that as a tool to get to know them. And I think that's where people sometimes use social media as like, again something else that's like a little bit overwhelming or it feels a little wonky but it is something that it's it's if you think about it that way it's a really cool way to really stay in tune with people that you aren't necessarily seeing all the time so this network it's so vast you can't be in so many places at once but you can be on your computer and you can kind of pay attention, like really tune in. Don't just feel like you're giving somebody a double tap because they look good in a picture. Like read what their caption was. Did they share something that maybe you want to respond to or is it a milestone? when we're gonna reach out from there. I think just take it beyond that.
0: Yeah, so there's like two opposite ends of the spectrum. Go to the conference, we'll help you with the strategy or if you're amazing, you're probably not listening to this, <laughs> you're just fine with it, but just go and shoot from the hip and, and have fun with it. Make sure you're doing your follow-ups. Then there's the, get in touch with people online or strategically make connections with you, maybe go through some offices. But what I like in between there is everyone has like a superpower. Everybody has a value add and I find that if you're someone that's more like nervous or to put yourself out there when you know you're bringing value, which first of all everyone should be doing, right? A lot of people are saying things and screaming just nonsense that isn't helping anybody and the world is so loud right now. I think if everyone boiled their approach down to what we're trying to do right now right I hope this is adding value for people but whenever you speak try to add value for people or think about what could I help somebody with because I don't care who you are, you have things and you might not know them because they're so obvious to you. So that was one of my tips or things that I was thinking about for this episode was just go through two weeks or four days or three days and think about the things that you do really well, right? We have people that uh, I know people that talk about teams, how they run their team. Some people are really interested in that. We have someone that does a really killer um, idea for home, housewarming, housewarming, parties for their clients we have people that have such creative ideas some people that are like really well versed on different things within their town whatever it is think about it. I don't care if it's the goofiest thing, write it out and send it to us. Because what else I think is really interesting is being able to offer value usually makes you more comfortable going in. You could go to just small office meetings and offer that piece of value, right? You could go talk about your cool thing that you've done with housewarming parties or the way that you structured your team. You could just put an email out and say, hey, I'm going to have coffee here and talk about how we did this. Anybody that wants to come and do it, right? The market's getting a little bit tougher. It's shifting a bit. We're all going to have to sort of sharpen our tools right now. And your tools, if you're, willing to share them, right? That's what people want to hear about. So that's a really cool way to network that you could also double down and take into conferences. You know, think about what's the thing that you're adding to conversation. What's the thing you could offer? And it's a really good way to follow up. That's not just, hey, how are you doing? Or, you know, the generic stuff like, you know, I've been doing this and I've been seeing a lot of luck or a question. What are you, what's your, um, your most recent issues? What are you struggling with? You could just ask around about those things. And, you know, those are just conversation. Topic. So I think just like digging that little bit deeper, the big takeaways are follow up, follow up, follow up. Sit down with Amy and Megan if you want a strategy for conference season or if you're just like, what do I do for networking for 2023, right? I'm going to need to dig that a little bit deeper. I'm going to need to know my people in the key markets that I can send my listings to because they might not be going as fast. Things like that. So sit down with you guys I think is the main thing. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Talk about what you're comfortable with. Talk about what your approach could be. Talk about what networking events are coming up, which is what I'd like to end with here to just walk people through like a few that are on the calendar. Um, And that's that's really I think how we could wrap it up today. And I think the rest, they could dive in deeper with you on a personal level. Yeah, for sure.
1: The one thing that you were saying too with um, just as a follow up for the conversation, like thinking about that, like what's your value add? What's your share? I think that's another piece that Thinking about how some people might even get a little, feel it's a little daunting for that follow up phone conversation. It's like, well, I don't have something to share. I don't wanna just call and say, hey, how's it going to a random agent from Washington DC. But I think thinking about that one, be vulnerable. If you have a question, don't hesitate to lean into them as a resource, as somebody to get a little bit of insight from. And two, if you say like, I had a huge win this week that I feel like might be a value add to you. Call and just share that so you don't feel like it is just like that awkward conversation. I think everything is about like just strategizing for like whatever makes you feel comfortable. And if you're someone that can pick up the phone and talk someone's ear off like me, go for it.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, I screen your calls. Um,
1: But yeah, so sitting down with Megan and I, because I think it is too, like where everybody is different with their level of comfort, whether it's in an event or... The, the things that you're, you might be able to do from home, thinking about how you want to approach it. It isn't a one size fits all strategy by any means. It's definitely something that is unique to you as a human. And that's what we specialize in is sitting down with people and understanding like how you tick, what you're most comfortable with and how we can help you, that's our goal. So of course, like that's that's like the number one thing. And then of course, paying attention to what events are coming up and we always are putting that information into our Tuesday emails for the office marketing coordinators and then in our monthly newsletter for relocation and referrals, what uh, virtual sessions that Sotheby's International Realty might be hosting on a brand level and then in-person events that we're hosting either locally by at Gibson Sotheby's International Realty or on the brand level. and. Um, or industry conferences too. So right now in January, um, Inman is hosting an industry conference. That's always great to go to in terms of just kind of gaining insight, gaining information. That's January 24th to 26th in New York City. So that's something that from Massachusetts, it's kind of easy to jump in, jump into, and um, just get some uh, get some insight, do some networking. And then our big Super Bowl is global networking event that's in April. It's the first event that's being held since 2019 for on a, the global scale. So that will be an incredible event to attend and that's April 24th to 26th. So if anyone, as I said, we're gonna be doing because that is a large scale event, we're gonna be doing a lot of strategy leading up to it and we'll be getting the list of who's attending. So we're gonna be reaching out to you if you're signing up
0: but if you have questions about signing up for sure. Ask me. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, I think the big takeaways here um, are obviously, like I had said, let's follow up um, on everything that we're doing. But really, I think it's sit down with you. So I think what we really got to today are that people want to connect with each other. Um, People want to connect and they want to feel like you're being authentic. If you have something valuable to add, don't be afraid to add it. But if you have something that's bothering you or that you want to get insight on, ask. Um, So just connecting with people in however way you feel comfortable and not feeling like you have to go out and talk to a million people. Just make those real good connections. Um, So I think the big takeaway today is please reach out to Amy or to me if you are trying to make a 2023 plan for your networking, whatever that might look like, because everyone's going to look different. It doesn't have to be one size fits all. Thank you.